Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. We're privileged to have back with us the 53rd Secretary of the U.S. Department of Interior, David Bernhardt. Well, Secretary Bernhardt leads an agency that stewards 20% of our nation's lands, which includes national parks, monuments, wildlife refuges, and other public lands. He's an avid hunter, an angler with in-depth legal experience concerning active regulations and rulemakings. His expertise ranges from the Endangered Species Act to outer continental leases from mining royalties to, to Indian affairs. And I can personally attest to this man's passion, his commitment, and delivery to increase recreational access for hunters and anglers and, and all outdoorsmen and women to our nation's public lands and waters. I've seen it firsthand serving on uh, the hunting and conservation committees of the Hunting and Shooting Sports Conservation Council. And it is an honor, once again, to welcome the Secretary of Interior, David Bernhardt. Mr. Secretary, welcome back to Outdoor World. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I bring greetings from Bass Pro Shops founder, Johnny Morris, and uh, our entire conservation team. And I want to say thank you on behalf of the millions of sportsmen and women for maintaining the openness of public lands and waters, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic. And as you know, hunters and anglers, recreational shooters, and, and other outdoor recreationalists practice social distancing nearly every time that they participate in these activities. Well, Mr. Secretary, I know you have a big announcement here today, and which we are honored, honored to, to have you here and, and to make this announcement. But first, I want to say that I think I speak for many Americans, that President Trump is doing a masterful job in addressing this unprecedented crisis of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm very proud of him for his leadership in our nation. And I guess for many of us, can you give us some sense of what's it like as a cabinet member right now during this, this crisis period? Well, the first thing I would say uh, is your your comment about the president is is spot on. I am so thankful, um, like every, you know, so many of us in America, to have a strong leader, uh, someone who's willing to be decisive and take decisive action, someone who uh, worked uh, with Congress to drive um, uh, large uh, legislation to help folks who are hurting, and and frankly, I've been. Um, uh, so impressed with the American people as as they have listened uh, to the leadership of the president and vice president regarding taking efforts uh, to slow the spread and um, have 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 made some incredible sacrifices themselves. And I think the president has done a, a phenomenal job of ensuring that the American people were informed, asking them for their help. And and then we are seeing the American people rise to um, an incredible uh, challenge, a uh, challenge that affects them, their, their own families, um, your own, uh, you know, your own offices, uh, our employees. Um, and they have the, the president has done an incredible job. And so as someone um, in uh, his administration, you know, my uh good fortune has been that when I need something from him, 
uh, just like uh, anyone else, I've been able to go and get a clear decision and, and drive forward. And that is uh, so important right now. That is uh, uh, the fact that we can move nimbly, the fact that he's willing to think outside of the box um, are, are really necessary in times like this. And so I'm thankful to have a chance to work with him. Well, continuing on the administration's significant efforts, I mean, President Trump has been so supportive here of these significant efforts to increase access on our public lands. You have a very important announcement to share with us. It's all yours, Mr. Secretary. Please share this great historic news with us. Well, we all know that the president uh, fundamentally believes that America's hunters and anglers are um, the bedrock of uh, conservation in the United States. And uh, we have something, uh, we all have something to look forward to uh, this fall because uh, the Fish and Wildlife Service announced that we would be um, expanding and opening opportunities on, uh, for hunting and angling on, near, on nearly 2.3 million additional acres uh, at 97 different refuges and at um, nine uh, different uh, fish hatcheries. Now, 2.3 million acres of expanded um, uh, opportunity is basically a geographic area that's larger than the entire state of Delaware. Wow. And, um, and you know, what matters is, um, is, is enhanced opportunities because, uh, you know, if we, uh, we want to make sure that people can get out and have a chance uh, to hunt and fish. And for some folks, you know, a 500-acre um, uh, opportunity is, is, is as important to them uh, in the West as somebody that, you know, in the Northeast has a, uh, an opportunity to get out on, you know, 50 acres and, and, and fish. And so uh, this 2.3 million is phenomenal. But on top of that, that means that there's at least about 900 new opportunities um, to be hunting and fishing throughout the country. Wow. What that that is amazing. I, I want you to give me that total now, you know, with what you've already done previously and now adding these acres are going to be opening open for hunting and fishing. What's that bring the total to? Well, this is amazing. And it, it is such a demonstration that the president's interest in this really had to start at day one for us to accomplish this. But here, here's the numbers for you. In the last three years, we we opened and expanded hunting oper- hunting and fishing opportunities on Fish and Wildlife Service refuge properties on 1.7 million acres, which is gigantic. And then we're proposing to open and expand another 2.3 million this year. So together, the the total of those two is over four million acres, which is a gigantic amount of land in America. Well, I think uh, this set a precedent. I mean, no no president, no administration has opened this much land. Is that is that correct in in history? That is absolutely correct. That this is historic, and it's driven by the fact that um, we 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 actually appointed uh, ten hunt and fish chiefs uh, throughout the throughout the Fish and Wildlife Service, whose job was was to work to, to identify hunting and fishing opportunities, and also, and this is equally important, work with states to try and align our regulations with, with theirs. Because two things drive 
we believe two things play a gigantic factor in hunting and fishing. One is access, access and having that opportunity. But also we need to make sure our regulatory scheme is one that like it doesn't take a lawyer to figure out whether you can be hunting or fishing. And so we, these, these hunt and fish chiefs have worked relentlessly and, um, and it is, it is absolutely amazing and completely unprecedented, completely well, unprecedented. Again, I salute you for, for doing this, making things easily understandable. You know, it does take, it seems like a New York lawyer to understand previously some of these regulations. You know, Mr. Secretary, under your guidance, the, the Department of Interior has waived entrance fees on federally managed lands such as uh, the National Wildlife uh, Refuge System, lands and water such as uh, are there in the refuge system, and, and they serve a, as a critically important place for sportsmen and women to recreate. Can you speak to how the department is, is balancing these recommendations of public health officials to prevent the spread of COVID-19 while ensuring that sportsmen and women have a safe place to enjoy our nation's natural resources? Well, first off, um, in a public health crisis like this, um, you know, our paramount interest is the uh, health uh, of the public, the health of our visitors, and the health of our own employees. And I've, um, I've even visited with the Surgeon General. And, you know, the obvious for hunters and fishers is that as long as we're uh, social distancing, um, uh, there's probably no better place to be than, than outside um, in, enjoying recreational activity. But um, we've been able at Interior, we're very fortunate. Uh, we have 60 commissioned public health advisors, uh, public health officers who have advised us since day one um, to ensure that we um, have a principle, and our principles are very simple. Um, for all our facilities, all our services, um, anything that we uh, provide the public, we ask, um, have the local public health officials um, laid out a position as the state laid out a position, and um, if if those positions uh, don't exist, can we ensure that we're following CDC guidelines? And we've done that uh, re- religiously um, throughout the United States. And in some areas, local public health officials have said, "Hey, we'd prefer that the particular visitor center be closed or a facility, and even in some cases, units." And and we wanted to make sure that we do our part. In, um, in helping those public health officials. But in many of our, our locations, we've been able to leave um, our lands um, free and accessible to the American public. And that has an incredible benefit. I believe, and I've believed this uh, for, for a long, long time, that our public lands can serve as a place of respite, a place of solace, a place of rejuvenation and recovery. And, um, and the last thing we want to do for the American people is take that opportunity away from them unless, unless we need to. And, and that has been our position, and that will remain our position. And I think our public lands will help um, as we come out of this, frankly. Well, I salute you. Our conservation team salutes you for taking that kind of position. You know, certainly funding is a big, big part of conservation. And, uh, you know, annually, the Pittman, Robertson, Dingle, Johnson distributions back to the states takes place. And, uh, in fact, uh, I think maybe happening real soon. 
tell us how that money is generated, apportioned back to the states, and the amount that you're sending back to those state fish and wildlife agencies. It's a huge number. It absolutely is. Well, look, we know, we know that American sportsmen and, and sportswomen um, uh, contribute to wildlife conservation. But when you add up the numbers um, of the amount of excise taxes that they've paid over time to support state conservation uh, programs through Pittman-Roberts um, is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I think, um, uh, you know, basically to date, the service has distributed more than $22 billion um, uh, in state conservation efforts. And, um, you know, we, um, these, these funds are so, so important. And um, we just made um, a release of, of, um, uh, of revenues. And, you know, basically last year, uh, those sportsmen and women generated nearly $1 billion in conservation funding. Wow. And, and that is a phenomenal amount of money. And, um, and that goes right back into um, funding uh, critical uh, efforts for our uh, states. Um, yeah. The state Very conservation so. efforts and whether it's a boat ramp or whatever it might be. And, um, and it's phenomenal. It is. Look, very quickly here, I, I want to touch on another thing that's very important, the future of conservation, and that's President Trump's support for the permanent uh, land and water conservation funding uh, to restore our parks and uh, the the infrastructure work there that is that is so important to, to keep them vibrant. Just very quickly, just share uh, a little bit about that LWCF funding. Well, this is one of the reasons the president is such a great leader. He, um, he has made a decision um, to um, uh, create a mandatory program for our national parks and fund our maintenance backlog of our facilities uh, at parks, wildlife refuges, and uh, that really have, have, have not had the maintenance that they would need to do. And at the same time, fully fund through a, a mandatory program, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which is also uh, resources that go right back to um, recreation uh, and conservation opportunities. And so those two programs together, no president, no president has ever come out and said, I want both of those through a mandatory side so they're not subject to the whims of Congress. And, um, and, and he's come out and said, this is what we're going to do. And I want Congress to move this money forward. And there's tremendous support um, on the Hill of Congress for bringing these uh, programs together and getting them done. And so it's my hope that um, once uh, we get through this um, uh, terrible uh, challenge and Congress can, can get back to some regular order, uh, we'll see uh, them act on the president's uh, vision. Well, we're just about out of time, but I know that uh, you announced new National Wildlife Refuges opening, I think, in Kentucky, possibly Wyoming. Can you just tell us about that? Well, you know, when you, um, when you uh, think about uh, these opportunities, um, they all have to start with one thing, and that is some public land being available. And uh, the Green River uh, Wildlife Refuge is a great example of partnership, of local community, 
coming together to get support by their members of Congress in their state and ultimately being able to uh, create a wildlife refuge with the leadership of Senator McConnell. And, um, you know, this is a relatively small um, uh, refuge that over time will grow to be over 24,000 acres. And, and it is, it epitomizes the great thing about, um, having specific opportunities in communities because, uh, there'll be folks taking classes at the Green River Refuge on wildlife. There'll be folks enjoying, uh, some wonderful waterfowl habitat and taking advantage of hunting season. And all of those things will happen. Um, because uh, the community um, got together and partnered and said, hey, let's go ahead and begin um, establishing a refuge uh, here. And, um, you know, throughout the country, some of our states, there's a vast majority of public land. Uh, some of our states, there's, there's a modest amount. Um, and we need to provide opportunities throughout the country for people. And that's what this represents. It's a very positive um, example of community partnership and, and federal um, federal uh, agencies working together. Well, outstanding. We are out of time, but I want you to give us. I want to give you this opportunity to give us a final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners today. Well, here's the most important thing. I want to thank everyone in America who is doing their part to slow this spread um, of, of this virus. And um, I also want to leave all the hunters and anglers with a, um, a thought, and that thought is that fall will be here soon, and when fall comes, things will be great. And when they're great, you have a great opportunity to get out and hunt and fish on some additional um, uh, opportunities through the Fish and Wildlife Refuge System. And finally, for youth. I want you to know that now might be a wonderful time. If you're home and you need something to do, um, go online and get your hunter safety card online. Uh, if you're somebody who's interested in boating and hasn't boated, uh, spend some time online and get your boating recreational um, uh, certificate. These are programs that we can do at home um, that will help uh, get uh, get newer folks um, out there hunting um, and voting and, and, and take advantage of that while you're sitting at home. Um, I have a 16 year old son and he just uh, completed his, uh, boating, uh, certificate on online, um, uh, between his, his online class time. So let's take advantage of those things. And, th- and, and more importantly, thank you for everyone in America doing, um, your effort to slow the spread because I think it's, it's having an effect. It is. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for your leadership, the concern you have for our country, and all that you do. It is just amazing, and your efforts to keep public lands and waters open to all citizens is remarkable. Congratulations on all those achievements and what you do for the future of our rich hunting, fishing, and outdoor heritage. Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets. I'm John Jenkinson. It's all about the rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. Your money. Hi, this is Christina Loren with the Market Day Report. Our coverage of news, weather, and the commodity markets targeted to rural America. Your information. I'm Darren Hefty. I'm Brian Hefty. Darren and I host the Ag PhD Radio Show. Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147, or listen on the Sirius XM app.